the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode six of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. And the podcast radio network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined as always by independent wrestling veteran, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello, Michael. How are you today? I'm great. You're sounding wonderful. I'm always sounding wonderful, buddy. Well, uh, let's just get right to it. What are the spoilers? What are you what are you talking about? You went to Ring of Honor this past weekend. Yeah, you, you competed in the top prospect tournament. And? Let's run down all the spoilers for the show. <laughs> um, no, let's, let's not. Let's not do that. Uh, if you want to find out, you're going to have to uh, tune in like everybody else, Michael. All right, started with Adam Cole, right? He came out first, right? And uh, then the, um... <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Tune in to uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling on whatever local station you get in your area. If you don't get it on TV in your area, check out the Fight TV app. How about that, Mike? How about that for a plug? Or become a ringside member on ROHWrestling.com. Yes, just like the Playboy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a member. He is. He made the trek to... Uh, maybe he'll give you spoilers, Mike, if you talk to him. He was he was live in an attendance. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so how how was the trip? I mean, can you talk about the trip or is that a spoiler? I, I can talk about the trip. The actual driving was atrocious. So you didn't you didn't take a plane, you uh you did old school. You drove all the way out there. As our good friend Brutal Bob Evans would say, I did the drive. Hashtag. Yes. About an hour and a half into it, uh me and the Playboy found ourselves off the side of the road in a snowbank. So, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to slam on the brakes and swerve to avoid hitting a uh, guy in front of me and ended up down a little embankment somewhere in Rhode Island, about a mile from the exit I was getting off at to go pick up uh, Kingdom member Vinny Marsalia. Uh, we were going to drive together and uh, I ended up off the side of the road just a mile from his exit. So uh, about two hours later, we finally got pulled out. Uh, yeah yeah uh go to start my car after we get pulled out wouldn't start so i had to get jumped (laughs) as well um (laughs) but you know a little late but uh you know the car was okay we were okay so we were on our way to pittsburgh so the rest of the drive was very uneventful uh and you left a day early right so this wasn't like you were against the clock yeah you weren't against the clock or anything which is why you know i didn't i wasn't having like uh like a coronary uh Right. When this is all happening, because I, you know, this is why I left a day early, just in case, you know, anything unexpected should hit. And then the drive back uh, was during this blizzard we just cut up here and uh, 
the drive wasn't too bad till we got deeper into like eastern Pennsylvania and then progressively got worse uh, from there. And then we were on I-84 in Connecticut for what fe- felt like an eternity. I mean, Brian, let's just say whether it's snowing or not, it feels like an eternity on I-84 in Connecticut. Yes. And we always we, we took we entered in the bottom western corner of Connecticut and we took it up to the you know eastern north northeastern corner of Connecticut where you get on the pike. So it was uh, all the way through the heart of the lovely state of Connecticut. Then we were just driving on a few inches of compacted snow coming through Worcester and all the way up to New Hampshire. So it was a horrendous drive, but uh, sandwiched in between the two horrendous drive or, or the, the meats of the uh, the weekend was was very good. The the bread, if you will, the two drives, not so much. So can we say an overall feeling about your experience with Ring of Honor? Yeah, I, the overall feeling, um, you know, win or lose was amazing. You know, it was it's the opportunity I've waited or I've, I've been striving for for 15 years for somebody to give me a chance, somebody to give me a chance on TV on a, on a national and international scale. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that and about the experience altogether and just about the people there and, and just the interactions I had uh, and the feedback and the advice and just all sorts of good things, man. It was a uh, awesome experience and, and something I hope to uh, have many more of. Was that a spoiler? No, no, no spoilers. I, I hope. Uh, you know, you never know how that match is going to uh, turn out. Uh, you know, when it airs, I think it's going to air perhaps uh, the week of like February. Uh, no, that can't be true. I don't know. It's coming up. It's going to be a couple of weeks before the pay per view. <laughs> okay, so you said win or lose, and I'm trying, I was trying to see if you put emphasis on the win or the loss more when you said when you were talking <laughs> about that. I'm trying to trying to interpret here. Giving you nothing, Mike. You're not, you no, nothing. nothing. No, you're All gonna right. have to turn it. You're gonna have to hashtag watch ROH, my man, as everybody should be, anyways. I'm sure everyone here will be watching, everyone listening right now, will be watching as the Kingpin makes his national television debut for Ring of Honor in just a couple weeks. I, I here, here's a spoiler for you, buddy. Oh! The, the fans uh, from New England are going to hate my gear. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they sure are, my man. They sure are. But the folks in Pittsburgh loved it. If you check out our Twitter, at the WPAN, there was a couple of images of your uh, gear from your entrance. That's as spoilery as we got over on uh, our Twitter at the WPAN, so you can check that out. Uh, Booking the Territory, I heard you on your your appearance last week, last Thursday. It, it dropped, Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills, and we're going to be doing something with Mike Mills. We'll talk about it a little later on this coming Monday on the NAI Network, but uh it was a very good interview, and you know you got a couple digs in on me, uh, which is... <laughs> I did. I don't even remember at this point. I, I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it yet. I barely remember what it was. I just, all I remember <laughs> is that you, you, uh, you, know, you dragged me through the mud a little bit. But, uh... <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You, can, you guys can go check that out uh, as Brian discusses uh, the Top Prospect Tournament. And, of course, he gets in to talk about Sasha Banks, which is one of Mike Mills' favorite subjects. <laughs> Mike, you know, if so, if somebody ever cares enough to have you on their podcast, you know, maybe you can oh. run me through the through the ringer a little bit. 
Uh, that, <laughs> I was on Booking the Territory as well, and of course we gave you a hard time on that episode. You can go back in the archives of the Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling hey, podcast. Hey, speaking of which, you got me heat with another podcast out there, man. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. We'll talk Jesus. about that. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. But uh, guys, if you miss hearing us on Mondays, we're talking about how we're on Mondays and we're on Thursdays. If you miss hearing us Mondays, we're easy to find over on the New Age Insiders Network. Search the NAI Network on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe so you can start your week with our original WPAN podcast. Also, you can visit NewAgeInsiders.com if you need a little help. As for this podcast, well, you know the deal. Coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time. That's the part of the podcast where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more sinister snicker will be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, we tackle a different topic each week voted on by you at our Twitter. That is at the WPAN, of course. And these are the results from this week, Brian. Now, Brian, we played the Dirt Sheet Shuffle this past Monday on the NAI Network, and you kept prodding me and poking me about your game. You have come up with a new game. You've conceived a new game to play on the podcast. So I said to myself, I mean, I don't consult you when I do these, these, uh, these polls. I said, I'll put, no, you don't. I'll put the Kingpin's new game on the poll, and we'll see how it does. It didn't win. Well, you didn't explain what the game was. Well, I mean, people listen to the podcast. They know you're all hyped up about this brand new game. Yeah, but and... we didn't explain what it was. That's, I mean, that's not, again, it's not fair. You always try to make me look bad. You give partial stories and then, and there are partial explanations. You got the dirt sheet shuffle where, where you cook the books and, and, and uh, stack the deck <laughs> against me. And you've been ducking. I, I've been trying to pitch this, this idea at you for weeks, and you keep ducking it. Where I want to pick some of the worst wrestling angles in the history of professional wrestling and force you to have to justify why they did it. I think that's a pretty damn good game. Well, we'll get to it, Brian. But Will obviously, be. not tonight <laughs> on the podcast because it did win the poll. It was actually in uh, third place. The bottom of our poll was best ECW character at 11%. Then came the Kingpin's new game at 17%. The state of NXT was 33% of the vote. But the winning topic this week with 39% of the vote is the worst WWE vignettes. Kind of based off of last week's Thursday BDA bonus podcast where we did the best WWE vignette. So this is a good companion piece to last week's show. Uh, so go back and listen to that if you haven't heard that. But Brian, we heard from Randall Keough. He is at Randall Keough and he said, I think the worst WWE vignettes was Dean Douglas. Just terrible. And Ricky <laughs> Ricky Morton at Mullet of Morton said, uh, worst WWE vignettes. You'll have a shit ton to choose from. Hall of Famer Ricky Morton? Is that the? Is that a, get a blue check mark? No, there was no blue check mark. I did not see it. He likes to think he's Ricky Morton, but I'm not quite sure. The uh, jury is still out. Uh, He says, we'll have a shit ton to choose from. I had a lot of things to choose from, but then as I looked at these things, as it turns out, I'm not sure it is the vignettes that are bad. It's just the gimmicks that are bad. So I, I had a tough time separating those two things. Do you know what I mean? All right. Well, I mean, I, th- I think... I don't know. I guess I didn't think about it that deeply. Because, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, one of mine that I had on on my list here was Stephen Regal, a real man's man. 
it, it was like cheesy. It was a bad gimmick, but the way WWE does vignettes, they're they can make anything look appealing. And a real man's man, I mean, the gimmick was terrible, but it, they made it entertaining with the vignette. So it's kind of harder than I thought it would be. What did you have on your list for worst WWE vignettes? Well, I mean, the 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 very first one that came to mind was was Akeem. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't even think you could uh, spin this as being good in any way, shape, or form. Mean Gene Okerlund in some sort of seedy back alley for some inexplicable reason. Uh, Slick telling them that they're going to deepest, darkest Africa. Headhunters randomly showing up in this in this alley, and then here comes Slick, and uh, he's got his boombox, and for some reason the one man gang is dressed in a muumu, and now calling himself Akeem the African Dream, uh, speaking in rhymes. Uh, yes, just uh, hot garbage, my man. Maybe considered slightly offensive these days. Uh, I don't even think slightly offensive. Okay. Man. I think that I think it uh, sprints across the uh, the offensive uh, line and and just keeps on going. <laughs> yeah, that one I didn't. That one didn't come to mind for me. Um, first one that came to mind for me. The first one that came to mind for me was Beaver Cleavage. Oh, I'm on my list as well. Yeah, I the the thing was though. I mean, the vignettes were well done. They were they were like you know shot and uh, edited like a fifties sitcom like you know Leave It to Beaver, but I mean the gimmick was obviously absolutely putrid and like one of the worst ideas and concepts ever conceived. It was based on incest. That was the gimmick. Yes. I think yes. That's the one I watched. The line was. Do you want some of mother's milk? And he looks at it, what's supposed to be his mother's breast and big smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> you found one of the vignettes? I couldn't find it online. It was a clip of of uh, of one of them. Okay. Um, so WWE yeah. WWE is trying to do their best to wipe the internet clean of, of beaver cleavage. Harry beaver cleavage, if you will. <laughs> oh, yes. That, was his, that is his real name. Yes, Harry is his, is his actual first name. Now, do you have a top pick for your worst WWE vignette? Oh, I, I do have a top pick. Can, can we talk about a few others, though? Because I have a few Please. others I want to talk about for sure. Go for uh, it. Yeah, one, one. Here's another one that I don't even think you you could. Uh, I this is kind of a theme with these. Uh, they're they're offensive in nature. Kerwin White. Do you remember these ones? Mike? Yes. Chavo Guerrero as Kerwin White and, and uh, Dolph Ziggler was his caddy. Yeah, Nick Nick Nimeth and yes. uh, if it's not Kerwin White, it's not right, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, he I was. Think- it was Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, uh, with his hair bleached blonde and dressed like a golfer, and he uh, came out to the ring in a golf cart. Well, yeah, d- dressed as a upper. He described himself as up, upper middle class citizen. Um, uh, another bad one, Kazarni. Um, uh. These ones were especially putrid because he just says he's Kazarni and then speaks very poorly in Carney uh, <laughs> and then just says he's Kazarni again at, at the end of it and with no real rhyme or reason, not really showing anything just, and no wonder why this character was just so short lived. Just again, I don't even think those were well produced or they were just terrible and served no point whatsoever. 
But here, I'm going to get accused of, of Southern bias here. I know I'm going to get accused of, of this here. Oh, boy. Uh, but my vote for the worst WWE vignettes, Dusty Rhodes. You're going to say that, really? Yes, because why the hell are they putting the American Dream Dusty Rhodes in these awful scenarios? Why does Dusty Rhodes need this sort of vignette where... I mean, I get it. It fits into his gimmick, but it's Dusty Rhodes, man. <laughs> like, well, why is he? Why is he changing a, a lady's oil? Uh, and then, and then the stupid line at the end of them, after he's already done his his fake smile. Hey, aren't you? And, they <laughs> and then they don't answer the question. Yeah, say like, hey, aren't you? And then it says the American Dream pops up on the screen. Yeah, in the corner. Just, but I think those are the worst, strictly for uh, the fact that why are you doing this with Dusty Rhodes? Why are you are you giving him this silly these silly vignettes? Uh, this is a guy who was a multi-time world champion, uh, somebody who had competed for the world championship in WWF. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, probably what seven or eight years before that, right? Or, um, At least, but, yeah. But still, somebody who at, at one point they had thought enough of to put in the main events, and I think this was probably towards you know this was really the tail end of, of Dusty's in ring career, but just horrible, like really horrible. I mean, they're memorable, but just really horrible. And then when you think about who Dusty Rhodes was, it makes it especially terrible. It's very interesting because we did bring this up last week when we were talking about best WWE vignettes. I don't think we neither of us picked it as our top pick, but I, I must have brought it up. And I, I I mean they're memorable, they're entertaining as all hell, but it's another one of those things where yeah, it's why are they doing this? Like he's fishing around in a toilet. It's just really it's yeah, really, really crazy. unnecessary for Dusty Rhodes. I mean But I mean as with everything in Dusty Rhodes' career, he kind of made it his own, and it still kind of got over, if you ask yeah, me. I mean, it turned it into, I think, something maybe they were trying to get you to laugh at him, and you laughed with him instead. Yeah. Okay, with mine, I mean, I talked about the first thing that came to mind for me was Beaver Cleavage, and that was going to be my pick. But then I did a little uh, poking around online, and I found this one. Um I'm going to play it for you right here, Brian. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm ready to go racing. I'm ready to do it. Hello, everybody. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I'm so excited about being here, but do you know what I like most about being here? Is when I'm strapped in the seat of that race car, and I'm flying down that straightaway, and they drop that green flag, I pedal to the metal. Just like when I come to the World Wrestling Federation. I'm going to walk down that aisle, and when I get in the ring, and when they ring that bell, I'm going to be wide open, pedal to the metal, and ain't nobody going to stop. Sparky plug. Thurman Sparky plug, Brian. Thurman Sparky plug. I did enjoy the uh, lovely sound effects. Um. As, as, his, uh, yeah, as, as his name came on screen? Yes. Yes. I mean, this one, not only an ill-conceived name, a terrible name, an ill-conceived gimmick, but just a terrible promo. I mean, I hope Bob Holly doesn't hear this, but a, an absolutely awful promo. To be fair, there's freaking race cars going 200 miles an hour in the background. Like, it doesn't even seem like they have them mic'd up. It's awful. 
yeah he's like in the pit there and the uh yeah the the race cars are speeding by him but yeah he stumbles a couple times or and it's like how does this a finished product i wrestled bob holly once by the way <laughs> you did when boy a couple of years ago now for uh the millennium wrestling federation he gave me the alabama slam he gave you the Alabama Slam. <laughs> yes, he did. How'd that feel? One of the strongest individuals I, I've ever been in the ring with. And uh, I wanted very much to call him Sparky Plug during the match, and I just chickened out because I felt like he could have mopped the floor with me. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean I don't mean in like you know like a pro wrestling sense. I mean in a very real like Bob Hollywood kick my ass sense. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you you smacked your head on the mat right when as, as he hit the Alabama Slam on you. No, no, it wasn't bad actually. Really. No, it wow. wasn't bad at all, but he uh, he went to get me up for it, and uh, yeah, at first, like, a little bit of a struggle, and then all of a sudden just squatted my fat ass up in the air, man. Like, wow. Yeah, yep, crazy strong. Scary stuff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what wasn't strong was this vignette. <laughs> That's Mike Crockett saying that, uh, in case Bob Holly's <laughs> C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Thurman, Sparky Plug. Uh, you can call him Sparky. Yeah, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> and soon he became Bob Spark Plug Holly, and then it was just Bob Holly, Hardcore Holly. But, uh, yeah, that was brutal. Just brutal. And we want to know, folks, what is your worst WWE vignette? Let us know. What do you think was the worst vignette introducing a character to WWF or WWE? Let us know on Twitter at the WPAN or Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Share that with us right now. We love to hear from you. And speaking of sharing things with us, this is Merv Griffin time. We are here. Merv Griffin time named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. It is our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. Now, we're doing voicemails over on the NAI Network edition of the podcast, so get yours in now. We will play it on that show next week. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone, and after you click the like button, click that big, big blue call now button. You get directly connected to our voicemail line. Leave that message. We'll play it next week on the NAI Network. Of course, the way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. We got some feedback from last week's BDA bonus show, Brian. Uh, we got this one from Satan Weed Jason Leg. Okay. Satan Weed Jason Leg. He is <laughs> at at Satan Weed J Leg on Twitter. He says the little video of IRS in the graveyard next to a dug up casket is underrated gold in terms of WWE vignettes. DBSI stuff as well, of course. Thanks for sharing that with us, Satan Weed. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Che McCarthy at Che1717. That is C H E. He says, always enjoyed the Carlito vignettes. Yeah, that was a good one. Kind of harkened the Razor Ramon ones a little bit, but uh, I did go back and look at one of the Carlito vignettes, and those were really cool. You know what yeah, I always like liked about, about Carlito? It's not just he didn't spit in the face of people who weren't cool. You, you couldn't, it was okay to not be cool. Right. It wasn't okay to not want to be cool so yeah yeah i can you, respect you, that you gotta want it just like they say for ico pro <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh also tony s 
at referee Tony S. He said Crockett doing the razor accent and the kingpin doing the double J intro is tremendous. Thanks very much, Tony S. Of course, he is with the Check in the Boots podcast. Make sure you find them on iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. He is at referee Tony S. And his partner is at Chip K C T B. Thank you, as always, for your support, Tony. And Brendan M., he is at Dragon Eyes. That's eyes with a Z. He says, I know I'm a bit late, but I, I enjoyed the Mounties vignettes. Yeah, those were good ones. Do you remember those ones? Um, vaguely. Was he, like, riding his horse, like, in a yes. field type thing? Yeah. Yes, and, like, uh, you know, accusing people of littering and stuff like that and, like, trying to arrest them and such for, for littering in the park. Something like that. <laughs> Sounds dynamite. <laughs> All right, a couple other ones here. John Morse, our friend, my best friend, at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. He says, just got my tickets for my first Chaotic Wrestling show, Cold Fury, to see Cody Rhodes and hopefully at Brian Malonis. Um, I mean, as of now, I think uh, I think I'll be there. So we'll we'll see what I'm doing, but uh, I'm booked, Terry. So <laughs> well, that could change at any moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I keep doing this podcast with you, it might. <laughs> Pat V, a newcomer, uh, first time here of him. Thank you for checking in at Patrick effing v on twitter he says at the lapsed fan at the hurricane rana at the wpan the three best wrestling podcasts around thank you very much pat v uh great to hear from you and check in again with us we appreciate it very much and feedback from monday's nai network show brian uh marty howell our friend marty howell at martin howell 71 uh, he says, at Croc Sox had good things to say about at OVP podcast, but at Brian Malonis has two words for you, Quinn. <laughs> I loved it. Totally awesome. Yes, uh, you did mention this at the start of the show, uh, the Our Vantage Point podcast. Uh, we talked about them on Monday, and I say they're a great podcast, and Brian, you were, uh, you were a little turned off just because they didn't seem to enjoy uh, larger wrestlers, <laughs> and you are a larger wrestler. Yes, I, I certainly am, and I, I appreciated their backhanded uh, compliment today on uh, on Twitter to, to fat guys. Yes, he says, to be fair, there are big guys I like, which I mentioned in episode one. Thanks for the plug. I think that was from Quinn of the Our Vantage Point podcast. Brian, they like some big guys. Just not me, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you you know if you diss them on the podcast, I don't blame them. I don't blame well, them for not liking you. You screwed me again, Crockett. Pretty soon, <laughs> but by the time you're done with me, there's not a podcast I'm going to be able to appear on because they're all going to hate me. Well, you love having a good uh, podcast feud. That's that's your gimmick. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to that in just a second about Monday. Steven at HHH guy two thousand four. He says. Oh my, I have to agree with Croc Socks. Goldberg and Brock don't need the title. Uh, yeah, we talked about this regarding the WrestleMania match that's already booked between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and the strong rumors that Goldberg is going to beat uh, Kevin Owens. And you predicted, Brian, very quickly, Goldberg will win the title and the match at WrestleMania, Goldberg and Brock, will be for the Universal Championship. You still sticking with this? Yes, sir. Was I right or was I right about uh, my Elimination Chamber prediction? 
Yes, you were. You, you've been you've been uh, sticking your nose in the dirt sheets a little too often these days. <laughs> That's not true. Okay, TK, TK, the executive producer of the wrestling podcast One Nothing. He is at T Hog ninety four. He says. The dirt sheet shuffle strikes again. I think that's Crocsock's only way of making Brian Malonis feel uncomfortable. Hashtag payback. It's all you get, buddy. It's all you get. You responded to him and said his victories are as tainted as the Pats Super Bowls. <laughs> oh boy, looking for the looking for the heel, uh, looking for the heat there from the folks. <laughs> and of course, JFL responded to to both of you. At Joe Leahy eight checked in. He said, uh, "He said, what do we have here? Oh a cup of haters. <laughs> we got a cup of haters. That's." <laughs> I enjoy uh, Muppet uh, Enzo impersonation <laughs> from Mike Crockett without a, without even so much as a hint as a, of a New York accent. <laughs> yes, thank you, Joe Leahy, for giving me the opportunity to. To show the world my uh, impressionist skills once again on the <laughs> wrestling podcast about nothing. Uh, all right. Also, at Big Bad Vader 56, he says, hashtag uncivil war. Coming soon, a clash of the titans, southern wrestling versus northern circus entertainment. Yes, this Monday on the NAI Network. We've talked about it for months. It's finally happening. Mike Mills of the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast is coming on the WPAN to defend the Southern style of wrestling against the kingpin Brian Malonis, who will be expounding the virtues of sports entertainment in the Northeast. This <laughs> Monday, Brian, how are you feeling? Feeling great, man. I've been confident all along. And um, I'll tell you someone who's confident the other direction, at Mullet of Morton once again. He says, oh, yeah, eight balls on deck. Can't wait to hear at Mike 504 Saints bury the kingpin. So you got the uh, BTT army coming out against you, kingpin. Well, I'm probably screwed because you're going you're gonna to try to make me look bad, I'm sure. No, no, no. I'm going to be the humble moderator of this thing, and I'm going to call it right down the middle just as I did as a referee. You're going you're gonna to be like a CNN moderator during the presidential debates. <laughs> yeah, completely unbiased. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, completely unbiased. <laughs> Thanks very much. All right, so remember, folks, use hashtag WPAN. Talk to us on Twitter. And thanks to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. All right, Brian. Since doing this BDA bonus podcast, we've had the opportunity to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the best way to tell people that you're up to no good is through laughter. Our friend Tarzan Taylor said it best. All it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So, Brian, with that in mind, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. Hey, Blackstone, you're from the South, ain't you? Yeah, I am. Is it true that a seven-course meal in the South, a six-pack of beer and a can of skull? <laughs> Mr. Polo, if we can, I'd like to talk about this truly remarkable individual here in the World Wrestling Federation. I'm going to cut right to the chase, Mr. Polo. 
Has he truly been tested here in the WWF? No, he hasn't been tested one iota of his capabilities, Blackstone. Now, wait a minute. Your critics argue that you, in fact, enjoy hand-selecting his opponents. Hand-selecting? The only reason we wrestle these stumble bums that you see us wrestle against on television is because none of the brand-name competitors will step in the ring. I mean, guys like Lex Lugie, the snot-nosed kid, Razor, Buffoon, Pocahontas, the Indian, they refuse to step in the ring because they're scared to take a chance that their career will be terminated by Adam Bomb. Wait a minute. Do I gather that what you're telling me, as well as all these great people here, that you would sign Adam Bomb against an opponent of, say, the caliber of Bret the Hitman Hart? to Hitman Hart, but you could throw in his crybaby brother Owen as well. You see, the improvisational abilities of Adam Bomb to adapt to his opponent's strengths renders them a liability instead of an asset. You see, the physics are by Newton, the destruction by Adam Bomb. When he puts you in the Adam Smasher, up you'll go and down you'll stay. Any closing comments, Mr. Cole? Yeah, I got three words for the competition in the World Wrestling Federation. Carnage, destruction, and ruin! <laughs> Show me the eyes! <laughs> yes, Brian. Off the beaten path once again. One Johnny Polo of the early 90s WWF is our next inductee in the WWE in the, in the WWE, in the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. What about Raven, though? <laughs> yes, it's it's just light years difference. When he came back and he was Raven, they didn't even think they were the same person. They were they were just so different. Raven from this Johnny Polo. Before that, he was Scotty Flamingo. Before that, he was Scott Anthony and Global. Just think of what that takes, the amount of guts that takes to just completely change who you've been the first, whatever is five, six years of your career, and just completely doing a 180 and doing something absolutely, completely different. I had forgotten completely that he uh, was originally with Adam Baum. Yeah, that's how he came in. That's how he came in. I, I thought it was uh, Harvey Whippleman the whole way. Oh, really? No. I remember I was there, actually, is in either in Worcester or in Lowell, because those buildings are very similar. Those small buildings that WWF would run in the early to mid-90s when business was really bad. I remember I was there for Johnny Polo's first appearance with Adam Baum. They're both debuting at the same time. And, yeah, I was like, oh, Johnny, oh, there's Scotty Flamingo. There he is. <laughs> Too small to be a wrestler, though, according to uh, Vince McMahon. My how times have changed. <laughs> but if you want to talk about heel laughs, Brian, that was a good one. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think another solid entry. We got we got to get some of these uh, you know, some of these lower card guys in here, Mike. So, good job again. We're bringing the variety to the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. And if you want to see this Hall of Fame inductee in all his glory, find the link to the video in the description of this episode. Or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Now, Brian, you were going to pack your bags. You were going to hit those highways and byways this weekend. But I heard your show is no longer taking place. 
That's right. Looks like there was a, a scheduled to compete in Bethany, Connecticut, make my return to Northeast Wrestling, but uh, unfortunately, uh, unforeseen circumstances with some building renovations, they had assured them they were going to be done and then kind of pulled the rug out from under them uh, this week. So too bad there because uh, I love uh, you know, the, the one time I performed there. And then you see the pictures and videos from that Bethany building and it's always packed. Those fans are always crazy. So uh, looking forward to uh, making a, a future return to Northeast Wrestling in Bethany, Connecticut. But instead, I'm going to have uh, a nice weekend off, which I don't think um, my family hates. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's not such a bad thing uh, on the personal level uh, for the old kingpin here. Yeah, not bad at all. If you want to book the kingpin, though, if you want to get him out of the house, email <laughs> Brian Malonis at Comcast.net, or you can DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. I wanted to do a plug real quick here for the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. They are doing a one-day fantasy camp on Saturday, February 25th. That's a week from Saturday. And you can email neprowrestling at hotmail.com to reserve your spot or to just get more information about this one-day fantasy camp. Sasha Banks came out of one of these one-day fantasy camps. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say, the, uh, the these are great. Whether you're serious about a professional wrestling career or, or just always wondered, like, hey, what what the hell is this like? Uh, you know, it's, it's either a good introduction to the business or just to give it a try or, or just to live out, you know, your dreams for a day, you know, uh, a cool experience. Uh, aside from Sasha Banks, there are uh, a lot of, of uh, uh, names that you would be familiar with uh, or people that went on to bigger and better things that came out of this camp. Uh, some former guests of this podcast, some friends of ours who appear on TV on a regular basis. Uh, guys like Max Bauer, who was signed by WWE. A uh, guy like Tommaso Ciampa, who... Uh, uh, who was NXT Tag Team Champion? Oni Lorkin, who's in NXT. Sasha Banks, as you you know uh, said said before. So uh, this is how lots of successful people have gotten their way, uh, started their way, you know, in the wrestling business. So, uh, like I said, whether you're serious about a career in pro wrestling or uh, you're just looking to you know say, hey, I was in a professional wrestling ring and I wrestled once. Um, great experience, uh, and obviously Brian uh, runs a uh, and really you know the, not not. I don't think it's overstating it to call it a, a world-class uh, pro wrestling training facility. Um, just look at the talent that has been produced uh, out of there over the years. So can't, I, can't, I can't endorse it enough. Exactly. Go see Brian Fury a week from Saturday. Saturday, February 25th starts at 10 a.m. Email neprowrestling at hotmail.com for more information. All right. For more on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, or to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr., head over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDARadio.com. We will be back on Monday with the Uncivil War, North versus South, Kingpin Brian Malonis versus The Menace. Mike Mills, episode 44 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the NAI Network. Go to NewAidsInsiders.com for more information on the NAI Network. Then you can catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing.